Welcome to the Grow Your Beverage Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Anna, and today we are going to be talking about what restaurants and bars can do during the COVID-19 outbreak and after. Today's guest is Doug Zeif from Next Hospitality Consultants, who is going to share with us all his advice and insights on what to do during this time. So hi, I'm, uh, I'm Doug Zeif, and I am the founder and principal partner in a series of consulting companies. One's called Next Hospitality Advisors, the Concept Gurus, Next Procure, and Equal Measure um, Partners, Equal Measure Partners. Equal, so we all do different, we have different disciplines, and I chose to keep all of my activities in the various industries separate. So I, fo- I founded these four different companies to kind of keep track of everything in a cleaner uh, a cleaner and more unencumbered way. So Next Hospitality Advisors is a hotel and resort food and beverage asset management uh, firm that works, works basically with owners and operators, management companies of hotels and resorts globally to improve food and beverage uh, service, food quality, procurement, menu engineering, product, and profitability. The Concept Gurus is a restaurant and bar consulting concern that works largely with high-profile chain restaurants in the United States and Europe, um, helping them mostly with menu development and uh, that relates to food and to uh, beverage programs as well. Uh, Equal Measure Partners is a management company, so we manage several restaurants under the name Equal Measure Partners. There's no website for that. We, I, I got into that kind of by accident, and it turned out to be pretty lucrative, and we have done very well at it, so we're, we've kept that going. And Next Procure is a procurement arm of our company, which does uh, buying of uh, FF&E um, furniture fixtures equipment, operating supplies and equipment, uh, food and beverage for some of our clients. Before that, my, you know, I've had a long journey here, Anna, and uh, you know, I was the I was the first kind of professional into Cheesecake Factory when the second restaurant had just opened, and I grew it. Uh, I grew the company to 33 restaurants before I retired after almost a dozen years, and uh, went off and started a consulting company at that point, and did a a whole bunch of consulting project for projects for multinational companies. And in 2004, I went back in-house with the Blackstone Group, which is one of the largest private equity firms in the world, if not the largest, and one of the most successful. And I was in there, basically in their real estate partnership, working on their hotels and resorts. So I basically had a a second life uh, moving out of the restaurant industry and into the hotel and resort segment of, uh, of travel and leisure and really thrived in that environment, it was perfectly. I was perfectly suited for it. The team that Blackstone put together was amazing, and I learned a bunch about an industry that I had only experienced as a consumer. And I think uh, they saw me as a quick study as well, and I was able to make an impact immediately into their portfolio. And consequently, when the recession hit in two thousand seven and two thousand eight, really, uh, it was really eight nine. They made a decision to disband the management company. By the time everything recovered, the management company was going to go away in favor of their investment in Hilton Worldwide. They owned Hilton at the time. And so uh, a bunch of positions were eliminated in the management company, but I was 
one of a handful of people that they decided to keep on as a consultant to continue doing the work that I had been doing as an employee. And uh, I was a senior vice president at the time. And I, so I went off on my own in 2013, had one client, which was Blackstone. And uh, in 2014, I started to build my business and I ended up bringing in several more clients because of my reputation and, and the work that I had done. And uh, began to build my consulting concern again, and um, and so here we are today. That's amazing. And actually, I will tell you too that we do own. We just opened a restaurant on January thirty first of this year, an amazing seafood restaurant in West Palm Beach called High Dive. Uh, that um, that with I with an, I with two acclaimed chefs that I've known for several years, and we were off to an amazing start. We were way over our performa when we when COVID nineteen hit. And so now we're kind of a little bit in recovery mode, but, you know, part of what we're doing right now, I'm keeping people employed by feeding the elderly. We actually are getting paid for it. So um, I'm not, uh, I'm not crying in my milk at the moment, but, or my beer, um, but um, we're keeping people employed and, uh, and we have some income coming in. So it's, it's all good at this point for the most part. We're making, we're making lemonade, so to speak. That's that's amazing you've been in the industry for such a long time so i think this is going to be great for all of our listeners so uh could you so of course like with your restaurant you have a certain amount of income coming in but for other restaurants there are a lot of restaurants which well which i do but i don't have. personally i personally don't have any income coming in right now <laughs> right my clients aren't paying me and right. i don't take anything out of this restaurant that we've opened so You know, I'm running my tail off, working six and a half days a week at, 20, you know, 20 hours a day, roughly, to try to make other people's lives a little bit easier. Uh, and, uh, the best, that's the first step of leadership, and I think that that's what makes you a great leader. That's why you have this reputation of, like, one of the greatest leaders in the industry. Thank you. So, you know, it's all right. you know there was, that wasn't my intention, Anna, to be honest. I... I've always been the kind of person that wants to, has always wanted to do the right things for the right reason. And Again, that's like the, the biggest quality a leader should have. I think doing the right things for the right reasons is what makes you who you are. Exactly, exactly. Amazing. And mostly I'm just trying to teach my sons, my four sons, how to be responsible, accountable, and, and be able to know what hard work is all about and what it means to take care of other people other than just your family. That's great. That's actually amazing. So during this time, what would you suggest for restaurants to do? For those who don't have any income coming in as a firm, how would you, again, you're a great leader. So what would be like a tip that you would give to like other leaders? That how should they take over their restaurants or their bars or anything for any hospitality establishment for that matter? What do you think they should do right now? Well, I think if they all haven't applied for the Paycheck Protection Program, it's a huge mistake. That's the first thing. They've got to tap into their local, their state, city, and federal government for whatever resources are going to be available to them as either a small business or a large business. They've got to take advantage of those resources. And that's the first and foremost. That's how you take care of your people. And that could sustain your business if you are thorough and detailed in how you're going to respond to any of that. So this is really, this is right now, first and foremost, taking care. Take care of, of your finances, right, in that way, if you can. Secondly, keep in touch with all your people. See how they're doing. 
right? right. Communicate mm-hmm. with your employees and, and honestly, and your guests, right? Stay in Definitely. touch. Is, you know, we're still yeah. emailing people, right? We're still, e- I get an email going out to all my, my customer base, my database every day. We, now we're still doing takeout and delivery through our restaurant. So I've got a team here just doing that. We do it five days a week. And I have a, a one meal of the day, like a family meal of the day that we're doing. And I have an email blast going out every day. You know, it's important to keep on the social media, keep on the marketing, but you got to be marketing something. We're marketing that we want, like we're trying to help people in this crisis by offering them meals that are, are probably half the check average of what we normally do. And, and abandoning, look, the restaurant that we opened is fish and seafood. I do fish on this menu that we're doing for, for curbside and for delivery. I'm doing fish one day a week. It's Friday. Everything else is comfort food because that's what people want right now. They want some barbecue. They want chicken parmesan. They want a, uh, like a pan of lasagna and garlic bread and a salad. And you know, so I think that's really critical is that people, you've got to stay active. You can't just lay down and, and go down with this virus. You've got to stay and keep promoting, keep pushing, stay in touch with your guests, stay in touch with your, your staff, keep, keep your managers going, and keep everybody engaged. Talk to them. Be with them if you can. Keep six feet apart, of course. But talk to them if you can and keep, let everybody know you're thinking about it and help them. Help under, have them understand what, what getting unemployment means if they're going to go apply for unemployment or how the Paycheck Protection Program is going to help them, you know? But that's, right. what we, that's what they need to do, is they need to access the, the resources that are available to them instead of crying in their spilt milk about how bad this thing is. Look, it's really bad. Don't get me wrong. It is really bad. I mean, our industry, well, honestly, I don't think it'll ever be the same. It'll never be the same. Because, look, even after we come out of this, even after everybody's healthy again, no one's going to have any money to spend in restaurants and bars and hotels. They haven't been working for three months. Right? right. So this, there's going to I mean, people may never go to a hotel buffet again because of how diseases spread. You know, so there's going to be a new normal that's going to that's going to come out of this that that is going to be different. It's going to look different. And I think the people that are smart, the people that pay attention and the people that are thoughtful, really thoughtful and have taken the time to assess and understand and then deploy to what they've understood. Those are the people that are going to survive this. It's not, yeah, it's all, it's all great to have money in the bank, but this is not all about money. This is about using your noodle and kind of rising yourself up, getting up, and taking charge of what's next. Understanding what's next, and then taking charge of it. Because it is going to look, like, it's going to look completely different than it did before this all started. Of course. So I think like what you said, I think it, again, it all boils down to the passion, the love you have for the industry, and in the end, making the most out of like what you have. And I think staying positive is very, very important during this time, because all the things you mentioned, if people don't have the positivity like you have, it's going to be really hard for them to kind of, you know, go through it. So could you tell us a little bit about how you're staying positive? What's keeping you going? I'll tell you what, uh, Anna, I'll tell you what, I'm I mean, if, there's a lot of words that people could describe me as. <laughs> uh, but, uh, some are good and some maybe not so good. Uh, but I will tell you, resourceful is one of them. 
And that's the thing that I'm most proud of is my resourcefulness. So I, I know to, first of all, I have a huge network of people. I have a huge network of people and there, and I know kind of who to talk to and who is, you know, who to, who to reach out to in like an environment like this where, where other people might not think to do it. You know, that's how we ended up feeding these 5,000, doing these 5,000 meals every day. I called right. a friend who I knew had a business that was doing packaged food. And he said, oh, my God, I just got hired by FEMA to, to, uh, to do this. I don't have the capacity. I said, well, I've got some capacity, you know, so give me, some of your, give me some of your work and I'll put people to work and we'll turn these things around for you. And so we're, that's how we're doing this. You know, Amazing. But, you know, it's all about your Rolodex. <laughs> I know people don't use the term Rolodex anymore. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about the contacts in your iPhone and knowing who to call. Look, I really got lucky in this regard. Otherwise, I'd be sitting at home right now figuring out what to do. But I'm so thankful. I've got, right now, I've got 30-something, 30 33 people in my restaurant working. Uh, three assembly lines, all set up with six feet people at six-foot intervals, passing you know, assembly line production for these meals that we're preparing, passing food to each other, stocking it, rolling it down to the, to the refrigeration on the loading dock, and then offloading it onto the truck that comes every day to pick them up. And so I've been able to, we've been able to keep our people employed and some of their friends. And, and you know, look, there's certain people that don't want to do this because they don't want to be around other people, which I don't blame them. I would not be, in this kind of a situation, I don't begrudge anyone that wants to stay home. But right. you got to be resourceful. You got to talk. You know, I, I, I told a couple of my colleagues what, what I'm doing. They said, well, how do we find out who's doing that where we are? Right? right? I said, you call Cisco, you call U.S. Foods, you call PFG, and you find out where all the food's going every day because it's going somewhere. So one right. of these companies in your city, Chicago, Milwaukee, Denver, one of these companies in your city, Southern California, one of these companies in your city is doing this too for the elderly because all those nursing homes and assisted living facilities, their kitchens are closed down. Right. So someone's preparing this food. Find out who it, find out where the food is being delivered every day, and that's your and that's your contact. Right. So that that's actually amazing. Uh, the way you work, from like what I've heard and from what I've read as well. Secondly, we spoke. You spoke a little bit about. Uh, thinking about what's next like you know like we spoke that we don't know what's going to happen and probably the industry might not be the same so for restaurants or bars what do you suggest them to think about in in terms of their next step like right now they have to be resourceful they have to help and everything but where should their mind be what are they going to be thinking about next do you think after this dies down they need to reduce their prices rework their menus what can they do to pick up well, look, I think that's all relative to, I think what you said, Anna, is, is certainly a strategy for a lot of people. I think reworking your menus, and I don't mean driving your prices down, but value engineering your menus or increasing your value proposition. Look, even before, the, my, this is one of my big things, Anna. So even before this crisis became, what, what I talk to everybody about, and I've been talking about this for 15 years or longer, Right. What, what drives a successful restaurant business is frequency. Frequency, to me, is a derivative of price point. 
The right. more expensive you are, the less frequent people are going to come. Definitely. Less frequently, right? So I would, I would advise everyone to be looking at their menu and their value proposition. To go to Yelp, which I, I don't love Yelp, by the way. But go to Yelp and Google and read your reviews. Open Table, Resi. You know, read your reviews. See what people are saying about your restaurant. And listen with, with unadulterated ears. Right? Be able, to, be able to read a bad review that you got or a bad comment that someone made. And go, oh, you know, I see. Oh, okay, I could see how that could happen in my restaurant. Or I could see what they're saying that it's expensive. Whatever it is. Now is a perfect time for people to address the, the, the negatives, the critiques in the operation. And when they reopen, to have fixed them. They have plenty of time now to mull it over, to think about it, to strategize, and to be thoughtful in how they're going to fix the deficiencies in their restaurant before they reopen. That's, that's, a, that's, great. A, that's, a, that's a critical piece of this see what you know I, I know plenty of restaurant owners sit there and they read their reviews and they go that's bullshit or sorry <laughs> that's BS. No, they're not doing that fine. we don't do that or that's not my rest that no they don't know what they're talking about i'm the owner i know what i'm doing there's all there's so many people that do that instead of sitting there and going you know being like being like uh, you know mike tyson once said right and i'm not a fan of mike tyson but he once said <laughs> Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. So True. this COVID-19 COVID virus is a punch in the face to our industry. Definitely. And we need to lift ourselves up off, off the mat, know that we just got the crap kicked out of us, and uh, understand what we need to do differently given the opportunity to redo this again. What is that, and what can we do to fix it? So from what you said, I think once again, it turns hospitality is all about what the customer wants. So I think now or even in the future when things die down, what you're saying, and I think I completely agree with it as well, restaurants and bars or any other hospitality establishment, what they need to focus is on what their consumers want, whether it's a whether it's like reworking on a bad review and improving something that way or, you know, re reworking the menu like you said like people are not going to want to indulge in the expensive seafood anymore they're going to want like their comfort food and if your restaurant cannot do that then obviously you're not going to have customers coming in so again it's, it all boils down to what the customer wants right well if you if you're you're probably too young to have watched this movie but i encourage you to do it it's called big night and it's about 20 years old it's with stanley tucci and tony shalhoub are in it and it's a really lovely story about immigrant Italian immigrant brothers that come to the U.S. and open a restaurant, Italian restaurant in Staten Island. And across the street from them is another Italian restaurant. And it's packed and it's got a line out the door. And there's like nobody in their restaurant. Right. And they're trying to understand why. And Tony Shalhoub is the chef. And Stanley Tucci can't seem to get the chef to cook what the people want. The, sh the chef is cooking what he wants to cook. So Stanley Tucci says to him, could you please just cook what they are asking for? He goes, of course. I'll, why don't I cook um, the, uh, how you say, the hot dog? I'll cook the hot dog for these people. 
you know, and and eventually the the restaurant ended up not being a, a success, it failed, right? But right. There's so many people out there that say, "This is what I do," and either you like me or you don't. Well, you know what? If you if you do what you do, and and a majority of the people don't like what you're doing, I suggest you change what you what you're doing and become something else. Right. I completely agree with that. And I think that's an amazing way to look at things, especially in an industry which keeps evolving. I think almost every second, there are new things people want to try every second. You know, it's it's something that we keep after. Like, we have to do that. We have to keep evolving. Like, even bars, for example. Everyone's going to want a new cocktail every two months. You know, what's new? What's happening? Right. Got to stay fresh. Yeah. So, I will not take a lot, of, a lot more of your time. Just one last sum up. Sure. One last your last sentence to hospitality establishments in terms of what is their go what's going to be like their final plan of action during this time and after that's a hard question <laughs> um well one i don't really you know how to answer them to do just one thing the you one thing they need to do is it's be introspective and be, and really be unadulterated in self-evaluation and I don't mean them personally. I mean their operation. Right. Amazing. You know, it's hard to take criticism and be open to criticism. But That's the truth actually is, great advice. The truth is you've got to hear what people are saying. And if you do, if you, you know, <laughs> this is my final advice. Okay? If you right. keep doing what you've been doing, you're going to keep getting what you've been getting. 